Hello and welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast, a Clovercrest media podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined like always by Joe Aguirre and Sean Scanlon. Now, this game, guys. Monday Night Football. Giants came out hot. Get a pick, first play of the game. Not able to score, but I mean, not able to score a touchdown. Able to get a field goal, get themselves out to a decent lead, and then it all comes crumbling down. As I feel like every game has this season. I, I don't know. What did you guys think? I think, yeah, you hit it. Um, it was definitely a <clears throat> great start. First half was good. Um, and I think the biggest momentum change for the game is uh, right after the Cowboys go and score the touchdown um, to go down to make it a two-point game. We're still up 12 to 10 at this point, and now we have another shot with about uh, 52 seconds left to go get a quick score. And uh, Daniel Jones, I think it was the first or second play of the drive, he tries to force the ball downfield to yeah. Darius Slayton when he should have probably just thrown it out of bounds, uh, stopped the clock, and just go into the next play. But it ends up being an interception, and then the Dallas ends up capitalizing on it, getting the field goal, and then going into the half with the lead. I think that's where everything changed in this game, going into the half. Um, we would have had the momentum, maybe get a score at the end of the half if um, Daniel protects the ball better. But it's another rookie mistake. It will happen. You know, he's still going through his first season. So stuff like that's going to happen. But um, the thing, another thing that was inexcusable is obviously you hit on the red zone. Um, we were inside Dallas's 15-yard line five times and only came away with one touchdown and 18 points. And, uh, again, like I said, it's inexcusable. It's where the game was lost. You have to capitalize when you're in the red zone. And it was just uh, – a mix of bad play calling and bad execution by the players. So you you just can't have that. You have to punch it in when you're in the red zone. Uh, for Saquon, didn't have the best game. But I do feel he should have been much more involved in the past game. We obviously saw with the screen uh, later in the game, he had a, the big gain. And only 14 carries for 28 yards on the night. So two yards per carry. At that point, you got to realize the run game isn't going anywhere. you got to get the ball in your best playmaker's hands uh, any way you can, and that's involving him in the passing game, which they really haven't done uh, great this season. And uh, the defense just was terrible the whole night. Couldn't capitalize off the early turnovers. They had no sacks on deck, just like week one, second time going against the Cowboys, coming up with no pressure at all. Um, Dak had all day to sit back there and carve up our secondary, which they they let it happen. I mean, not a great game from a lot of players. Uh, Bethay had the turnovers, but a couple bad angles by him. Uh, Janoris Jenkins just giving up on some plays. Just no effort on some of the tackles when he yeah. could have stopped Jarwin when he was going in for that 42-yard uh, touchdown. And then the run defense, uh, Zeke, 23 carries, 139 yards, 6 yards per carry, um, 5.7 yards per carry as a whole team for the Cowboys. Our inside linebackers are just non-existent right now. David Mayo and Alec Ogletree have to be better. And um, going into this offseason, that's one huge spot where we need to upgrade. Uh, the Giants have lost six in a row to the Dallas Cowboys. It's yeah. clear that the Giants are just not in the same league as the Dallas Cowboys. That's a big problem. Eight out of nine games, the Giants have trailed going into the half. 
only one other season in the last 80 seasons have the Giants trailed in eight out of nine games, and that was last season. <laughs> I feel like that. Um, the Giants have an NFL worst 22 turnovers. Uh this the the Giants haven't been this poor since 1983, the year Bill Parcells became head coach. They went three twelve and one. This team's a mess. There again, you know, I, I, this is a two and this is a two and seven team right now. Mm-hmm. This could be a one and eight team yeah. if not for a missed thirty four yard field goal. Yeah, yeah. I think as you look. <laughs> Towards this weekend, uh, a lowdown, not a showdown with the New York Jets. That would be that would be showing disrespect to showdowns. Um, this is a big, big game for the Giants mm-hmm. because I think I think going into this week, the only thing you could hang your hat on if you were a Giants fan is the fact that they're not the Jets, yeah. but they're pretty close to being the Jets. And that's a really scary thought. So uh, another disappointing all-around game. You know, it's funny. uh, My wife hates football. She likes cats. I made her come in and look at the cat, and then the Giants, what was it, 34-9 to after that or whatever the score. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, Yeah, probably the biggest storyline of the night for the Giants. (laughs) I saw saw a really great video uh, of the cat making a catch. Uh, at the one yard line, I don't know who did that, but it was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, this team's a mess. Uh, I, and I, there's one other. There's I, I. I've been all over this guy, and with good reason because he's an idiot. Here was Pat Shermer's quote after the game. Are you ready? This is Pat Shermer. I'm disappointed we didn't do enough to win this game. That's where I'm at. I'm disappointed we didn't win. I think everyone in the locker room is that way. That's where it's at. That's what Pat Shermer said about that performance. I'm disappointed we didn't do enough to win. I, hey, newsflash, Pat. You're the guy yeah. who's supposed to come up with a game plan that would include enough to win the damn game. Like, yeah. what is going on here? I, I find this guy to be so unbelievably clueless. Like, it hurts sometimes that Pat Shermer... He comes across as like an idiot to me most of the time. Yeah. Call it like you see it, man. Yeah. This team stinks. Just say that. Because you sound like a delusional moron. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Pat Sherman. That quote sounds like he's trying to be Belichick, but Belichick wins games. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a key difference. Yeah, you yeah. can't be like fifteen and forty seven as a head coach and try to act like Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's making it seem like he has some secret system that works and that it's it's all just being underplayed yes. and that he's keeping it secret. But I mean, at the same time, you have a terrible record in your tenure with the Giants. You look before that. I mean, I understand you were with the Browns head coach, but still, your overall record is not great. So and and he doesn't have any accountability. His press conferences after every week are just abysmal. I mean, you have to. You got to go up there and account for what went wrong and what went right and how are you going to fix that moving forward. And every week he, he uh, doesn't do that. Now, I had a little uh, con- Twitter conversation with uh, Keys to the City. I don't know if it was Trevor or Ted, but we discussed 
originally it was about the Jets, and they they obviously lost to the Dolphins, and Sam Darnold hasn't looked great. And what I brought up was Sam Darnold, this is his second year, he hasn't had any stability. Two different coaches in two years. Then he also has to sit out because of mono. And in that conversation, that just made me rethink about the Giants. Like, I was all with you, Joe. Like, Pat Shermer is a problem, and we need to get rid of him. But then with that, how how much is getting rid of Pat Shermer, bringing in a new coach, not knowing where that coach is going to be, how is that going to hurt Daniel Jones? He's a young – he's shown talent. He's shown glimpses of greatness. That, But I think you need a stable – a learning environment to actually learn and grow. And I don't develop. know that necessarily the consistency of the same coach matters as much as having a good coach with a good game plan. The, the Giants aren't scoring enough points. Yeah. That's a problem, you know, and, and you're not putting your team in position to win games. I don't feel like the Giants have had one single game this season where they've played four competitive quarters in the same game. No, it's yeah, it's been up and down, sporadic. You know, you either you either get blown out in the first quarter and you're playing catch up the rest of the day, or you just don't show up for the fourth quarter and you lose. It, it but it's been every week, and there's one person to blame for this, and it's got to be your head coach. Uh, there's there's no way around this. He's yeah. not putting this team in position to win football games. He's just not doing it. Yeah. And it's a problem, and it's and it's really starting to add up at this point. Uh, yeah, because I think last week or two weeks ago, I was on. I was trying to help out Shermer's case by saying what you're you're saying now. Um, Daniel Jones shouldn't have to go into his second season learning a whole new offense and a whole new system. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards. I mean, it's just it's just not working out. The, the game plans obviously aren't doing great. We talk, I talked about the red zone. I mean, you got to be able to punch it in five times. Only coming up with one score is literally unexcusable. You have to get it in the end zone. And um, I just think that, yeah, it might be it might be time to look into a new coach, especially um, if we lose this week. I think that will be the, the tipping point. I, I think the loser of this weekend's game, Jets-Giants, probably doesn't have a job on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a very real possibility. I'll give you another Pat Shermer. You, you, you talked about uh, Janoris Jenkins' uh, attempted tackle on Blake Jarwin. Mm. Uh, Shermer said, quote, he just missed a tackle. He was making an effort to tackle him. Pat Shermer, if you thought that was an effort to tackle somebody, you shouldn't be the head football coach of the Giants, okay? That, that was, that was a, a, a weak and pathetic effort from, and I love Jack Rabbit, but... It's pretty clear he's been very vocal about how unhappy he is. And his his effort on the field and his complaining, you, you sort of see like where, where, where things are going in the, in the opposite direction. If the Giants release Janoris Jenkins after this season, uh, they'll save $11.25 million against the cap with just $3.5 million in dead money. Now... We've been talking a lot about DeAndre Baker and the strides he's been making. And kudos to DeAndre Baker because apparently he's just winging it. DeAndre Baker. This (laughs) is stunning. Week 10 in the NFL. DeAndre Baker has no idea how the Giants defensive scheme works. So uh, James Betcher, 
you're not doing a good, not doing a good job if you're yeah. starting quarterbacks like I don't I just kind of I just kind of run. Yeah. There were times where they were in zone, he was playing man to man. DeAndre Baker doesn't know what he's doing out there. Thank God he's got great athleticism because it's probably the only thing that's been preventing him from getting completely lit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you throw on top of that, Corey Ballantyne saw his first snaps uh, significantly. I, he was the nickel cornerback the whole game, came in for Grant Haley. So you add that with DeAndre Baker coming in nine weeks into the season saying that you don't know the playbook and the schemes. It's like you have to come out and say this earlier or defensive coordinator has to realize that and go over the playbook with DeAndre Baker throughout the week. I, it's The defense, uh, I said it before, but they're a mess right now. I think they're probably the least talented defensive group in the whole entire league. I really do. Also, uh, what happened uh, to Aldrich Rojas? (laughs) I mean, Uh, what is even happening with that guy? He's awful. This was one of the best kickers in the league last season. It was the one thing you felt good about. With this team going into this season, mm-hmm. and he's been terrible. Mm-hmm. I blame yeah. Shermer for that, too. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm pinning it on Shermer. It's got to be him. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk. Uh, I want to say the battle for New York, but it's more like a tickle fight for New York. <laughs> uh, as uh, It counts as a road game for the Giants, but still in MetLife. Solid road game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll take that all day. Uh, yeah. And the the Jets just – they lost to the Dolphins. They lost to a team that's legitimately trying to yeah. lose, trying to get the number one overall pick, and you go into Miami and lose. I, you guys mentioned it earlier. If the Giants don't win this game, something has to happen. Yep. You'd think – you, you would. You would I mean, it's it's bad. Uh, uh, <laughs> my buddy Ryan just just who who's worse, the Giants or the Jets? And and I think at this point it's hard to say because I think if you're the Jets, you already know what's wrong. And you, I don't think I don't think anybody um, on the Jets side is confused as to what's happening. I don't think that I don't think the Jets thought they had a prayer this year. I really don't. What really? I think, look, look I. I I know a lot of people no. might have suggested that they had a chance. I think the Jets themselves knew that they didn't. I really I do. Uh, I, don't, I, really I don't think you go out and make that Le'Veon move. Uh, yeah. If you if you don't think you're in win now I think mode. that's one of those moves where you're trying to convince yourself. Again, look at the Giants offensive line. Right? We've talked about this. You've got like a win now offensive line on a team that you're – Building for the future. Maybe they'll be good in a year or two. Well, then explain this O-line. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Going back to the offensive line, I mentioned it in previous shows. It's a It's been a ticking time bomb because they are a win now. And the, the, the explosion is going to be when they start to just deteriorate, deteriorate as players. I mean, O-line is that position. There's so much you, – you can be so stable and then – at the flip of a switch, everything just goes wrong. And that's what's happening with Solder. Uh, Will Hernandez has looked great. Young guy. Uh, still a couple young kinks we saw in that last game. But he, he's still playing his tail off. Mm-hmm. Remmers, Remmers has never, been terrible. never anything. And then Zeitler and Haliapio. Zeitler's the been clock's right. still twicking, ticking there to me. I, I, 
I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, the one thing the Jets can hang their hats on is Sam Darnold did have mono. He wasn't there. A couple. So right now the. The, I hate to say it, as much of a Giants fan I am, and how I pick pick the Giants every week, but the Jets, they, 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 there's a good argument to be had that the Jets are the better team in New York. Yeah, I think um, on paper they should yeah. be the better the better team. Obviously, the results have been just as poor as the Giants. Yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, you're you're a a, a a Matt Gay made field goal away from also being one and eight. Yeah. So there's there's not you know look when when the losing streak first started coming off a couple wins you kind of felt like oh yeah things are kind of moving in the right direction we saw some improvement with the defense mm-hmm. we're I mean and, and and all that momentum is gone now. Big time. And and these losses have not been I will say this over the past couple of seasons, as bad as the Giants have been, it, they've been competitive. They've yeah. been in games. They mm-hmm. they tended to find a way in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. for you know a sixty five yard run from Adrian Peterson last year, the sixty two yard field goal uh by Jake Elliott, I think was it? Yeah, yeah, against, yeah, against right? I mean it was this season. While the scores aren't necessarily blowouts, you 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 don't feel like they're in any of these games. They can get the you know they can get the, the score relatively close, but it they none of these feel like they're winnable games. And that's the troubling part for me right now is sitting there watching these games and 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 by the middle of the second quarter, I'm like, nah, here's another L, and that's not fun. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. <clears throat> It is frustrating. I, I guess I, I did just defend the Jets against the Giants. I guess if you did want, you could look managerially and in the front office and the problems the Jets are having with Jamal Adams wants to be traded and all that stuff. Giants yeah. isn't like that. And, I mean. Yeah, their their GM, too, isn't even the one that um wanted Adam Gase in the first place because he got fired. So, they have yeah. a, and they have that all messed up and I don't think Adam Gates really even wanted to work with Sam Darnold. So there's a lot of a lot of miscues in the uh, front office and coaching staff, but um it's it's not like the Giants are doing too much better right now on that front. It's rough. All right, let's get into picks. Week 9, both Sean and I had we're 9 and 5. Joe just one game behind 8 and 6. Total picks Joe, you have a one-win lead, 85-94. I mean, uh, 49-1. and one. And uh, Is that good? Yeah. I mean, I'm you kidding. Got a I know it lead. is. <laughs> I got 84-51. And Sean is five games out from first, 80-55. Never one. thought we'd see that, Sean. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And let us talk about the – Tickle fight for New York as uh, the Giants and Jets go at it. I, I mean, it's easy for me. I'm picking the Giants no matter what. And this is like the lowest I've been when I've picked them. I I, I honestly, deep in my heart, I, I feel like this should be an easy win. But after everything, I, I just... I don't know. This is the most unsure I've been, and it's the Jets. I love it. I love that you feel that way because it's really tough. Yeah. It really is tough. Who you got in this one, Sean? Uh, yeah, any game uh, 
I, I could pick the Giants to win where it's a winnable game. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. So I'm going to go Giants in this one. I, I really do believe that they will win this game, but I'm with you, Jace. I'm a little a little uncertain. Um, it just feels like this is a game where everyone's saying the Jets are so bad, and even though the Giants are struggling as well, I, I think the media is more on the Jets right now, and I, I feel like this is a game where there might be a chance where the Jets just come out of nowhere and, I mean, stick it to us. But I, I am going to go with the Giants. I, I really think it will be um, – I think it'll probably be a shootout. Neither of the defenses are doing too great right now. But, I, yeah, I think the Giants will pull it out late. This surprises people about me. I'm a Yankees fan. My least favorite baseball team is the New York Mets. I'm a Giants fan. My least favorite team is the New York Jets. So when I tell you who I'm picking this week, believe me, the pain this oh, is like no. me picking the Cowboys all over again. Oh, God. But I do believe them New York Jets, J-E-T-S, are going to put up a win this week. And uh, I, I hope it shakes up the front office a little bit in, in New York, New Jersey. If, if the Jets win, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, like yeah. every every week, my hopes have been crushed. But this yeah. this will just cross my sh- my, my my whole heart. Be, I would so gladly gladly be wrong on this pick. I would be very happy if that. But I just this team can't get out of its own way. I, I'm not a big crier. <laughs> I, I almost cried on Monday after that game. If the Jets win, I, I will be I will be in tears. I'll be sobbing. Yeah, that'll be a rough rough day. But, all right, let's move on to Thursday night football. The Chargers at the Raiders. Chargers surprisingly got the win Out over the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was – that was Chargers look like they're bouncing back. Phillip Rivers is leading the league in passing yards, whatever the heck that means. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's at the Raiders. The Raiders field is atrocious. I've said that multiple times. Raiders are going to get it done. Chargers are – I just don't even know what's up with Chargers. Getting uh, Melvin Ingram back was huge for them. Um, Pairing him and Joey Boza together as pass rushers, they they shut down the Packers offense all day. So I think that will be big for them in this game going against the Raiders. Um, But the Raiders have one of the best O-lines in the league – um, with Trent Brown, yeah. Gabe Jackson, um, Hudson. They have a bunch Donald of good guys. Payne, Richie Incognito. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think that they'll be able to hold up the Chargers front um, at home. And I, this is a really good Thursday night football game. I, I'll be f- fun to watch. I think that the Raiders will probably uh, win by a touchdown at home. Home teams really uh, had their way last week. Mm-hmm. 13-0 against the spread if you're a better. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only home team that lost was oh, the, no, no. the Giants. 12-1, yeah. The yep. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I've been down on the Raiders for most of the year, and uh, that's been a mistake. That's been a mistake on my part. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said about this football game. Uh, I think the Raiders just match up well here with the Chargers. I'm going to take the Raiders. Yeah. I, I For some reason, I have a sneaking suspicion that the Chargers are going to start to go on a run here. So Yeah, so I, I. I feel like... Because going into the season, they were, I mean, a lot of people were saying maybe even Super Bowl contenders after the hot year last yeah, year. Yeah, they they usually either start off hot and then end 
uh, bad mm-hmm. or start off or start off bad and good. So I can perfectly yeah. see that happening. I'm sticking with the Raiders, though. By the way, if you think Eli Manning is washed up, if you're of that mindset, what do you say about Phil Rivers? He's leading the league in passing yards. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> That doesn't that's, mean anything. That's it doesn't they've mean been anything when, so when Jared Goff's thrown for like around 400 yards multiple times this year, and he's not even a good quarterback. Huh? I hate Jared Goff. That's just me. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Then uh, starting off Sunday football, the Lions at the Bears, a big battle for the NFC North. Um I think this is going to be very telling and who is the dud in the NFC North. Uh, I, I really like the Lions. I've picked the Bears uh, the past couple weeks, and they, they've they just been so bad. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, is, he's got something going on. Uh, I don't know if it's the coach. That might be the same situation the Giants have or what but yeah I, I picked the lions to go on the road and get it done this is going to be a defensive battle though i'm with you on this one i'm going uh lions on the road i think that mitchell trubisky should have been benched last week and he, they still haven't announced the bench in this week so i, I think he's going to go and start this game and i think that the lions defense is just going to go uh and they're going to fill the box just uh dare the bears to run the ball because i i think that they don't have any uh belief in Mitch Trubisky's arm and they shouldn't so I think that they'll shut down this Bears offense who has been god awful uh pretty handily and uh, uh the Lions passing offense will will get going um obviously Marvin Jones and Kennedy Galladay have been on fire to start the season Matt Stafford has is having a really good year so yeah I think that the Lions uh going to Chicago and uh I think that they have a chance to win this one big I think maybe uh two touchdowns and it put a, a real cap on the Bears season I initially was going to pick the Bears because I not like the Lions are an improved team. Mm. Yeah. But going to going into Chicago is tough. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Is Chicago that different from Detroit, really? I mean, I guess in the uh, and that Midwestern mindset, no. They, yeah. But it's Soldier Field. It's a, it's a special place. But then again, I guess this isn't a special Bears team. Mm-hmm. Lions. I'll take the Lions. Uh-huh. I talked myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I've been, I got a lot of buddies in suicide leagues. I just recently mm-hmm. found out. I didn't know everybody else does this. Uh, this is a tough week for picks because there are a lot of like three and four kind of ish teams yeah. facing off this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've already, if you've already taken like the Pats and the Niners and the Ravens and some of those teams, there's not a lot of great selections left. I'm yeah. riding high on the Colts this week. We'll get yeah. into that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a great pick this week would be the Ravens who are screeching hot off that uh, Pats win as they go to the Bengals. Um, I think this is a really easy pick to make uh, the Ravens all the way. No explanation for this one. Uh, Ravens by a thousand. All right. <laughs> uh, 
I, I think that's uh, very accurate. Ravens by at least a thousand, perhaps two thousand. Yeah, uh, I could say it. It, it, it. it depends on uh, it depends on uh, what kind of mood they're in. Uh, right. But yeah, that's a that's a no brainer game. I, I figured that'd be the case here. So uh, my man Joey Rinaldi, uh, listener and a fan. Uh, one of my friends, he gave me the idea to ask a question on the show. And since we're all picking the Ravens, Lamar Jackson versus Michael Vick. Who does what better, and how do they match up with one another? Uh, it's still early in Lamar's career, but I think that, I mean, he's showing the promise that he, he could, has a chance to be much better than Mike Vick. Obviously, Mike Vick, he had those years in between where he went to jail and had to, when he came back to the Eagles. But his, his early dominant years with the Falcons, I mean, there was no better dual threat um, QB in the NFL history. And now we're seeing another coming of him and Lamar Jackson. I think that, um, I don't know, I'd, I'd say Michael Vick is probably a little bit better of a passer at this point, but I think in terms of the mobility and running the ball and keeping himself safe, not getting himself into uh, injury-prone runs where he knows how to protect himself, I think that he's probably a better runner. I think that Mike Vick is probably a superior passer at this point. But Lamar, it's not like he's a bad passer. He's definitely improved this year. Um, his numbers, I think in QB rating, he's in like the top five or ten. So his passing has definitely improved. It'll be interesting to see uh, going down the line uh, – how much better he can get. You know, Mike Vick was, at the time, just something different. And and for older guys like me who grew up watching a Randall Cunningham, um, Randall Cunningham was like the uh, dual threat at, at quarterback up mm -hmm. until Mike Vick came around. And, man, uh, Mike Vick was unbelievable. I think uh, I think Lamar Jackson's on his way. And I, and I think he's got – the respect of the locker room. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I think one of the things that, I mean, even before the dog thing, Mike Vick still tended to do stupid stuff, whether it was, you know, an arrest in an Atlanta airport with weed. Uh -huh. I mean, just, dude, just Mike Vick was not a very smart guy. I think Mike surrounded himself with the wrong kind of people. You know, there's no issues with Lamar Jackson. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, Mike was a better passer at this point. I think Lamar Jackson is a better leader. Mm -hmm. I think he's got the intangibles, uh, you know, and, and I think he can I think he can be that long term uh, guy that Mike really never ended up being because of all the off the field crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I like like I said like like you both said, Lamar Jackson better. I think he's more elusive, uh, faster. Mike Vick, I think the only reason you would put him as a better passer is because of his days at Philly where he did he wasn't as mobile and he did have that. I think he did. He does have a better – he had better arm strength than mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But I think it, at this point in Lamar Jackson's career compared to that point in Mike Vick's career, uh, I think Lamar Jackson's a better passer than Mike Vick was. So I, I'm excited to see what Lamar Jackson develops into and if he can stay – Outside of Mike Vick, it's troubles and what what mm. can come. Now let's get back into picks. The Bills go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, another coach that's on the hot seat um, with Adam Gase and Pat Shermer. Um, I don't expect him to be staying as the coach that long, and I think the Bills go in 
and and get it done pretty handily. The NFL is a crazy week to week league. And uh, that's why this week I'm going to go with the Browns at home, actually. I think that after hearing all the noise from the media and stuff, that Freddie Kitchens wants to get this thing rolling. Um, They have a somewhat favorable matchup after this Bills game. So if they can get through this Bills game, they still have a a chance of maybe getting that six uh, six seed wild card just because the AFC is kind of I don't I don't think they will. I just think that I think that that's what they're looking at. But um, I don't I don't know. I don't love the Bills offense. Josh Allen has improved, but um, it's. It's still not the best offense in the league. They don't they don't push the ball downfield a lot. So I think that the Browns, um, hearing all the noise and stuff, I think that they'll win a really tight game and this one at home. I think it's shocking that at two and six the coach would say we want to get things rolling. Like what have you been doing <laughs> for the first half of the season, yeah. you moron? If there's a more incompetent coach in the NFL than Pat Shermer, it's Freddie Kitchens. Um I'm also uh, I'm I'm leaning towards the Browns in this one, and I'll tell you why. I've had Odell and Landry on my fantasy team all season, and there was a week where they didn't combine for double digits. It was five and four points. That's how pathetic it was. They put up a combined thirty last week. Finally, uh, uh, Mayfield was able to get these guys to football. I don't believe that a six and two team can be bad. I know people keep saying this is the worst six and two team ever. I think it's very disrespectful to the Bills. All that said, this has been a weird season in the NFL. Going Browns. All right. I'll regret that later, but for right now, <laughs> I, I I'm forced to start OBJ uh, in my fantasy league due to. The Texans having a bye, mm-hmm. so I can't start DeAndre Hopkins. So, But uh, I think the Bills will be able to get it done. Then the Chiefs go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, Pat, Pat... Patty Mahomes supposedly is going to be back. He's been getting a lot of reps in practice. Last okay. I heard, it looks like he is definitely going to be starting. All right. Nice. Um, this... I like to use the Titans logic a lot. This should be a game where they lose, so they might hang in there. But Chiefs, especially if Patrick Mahomes is back, coming back off an injury, I think he'll light it up even more. Yeah, Chiefs are going to get that done. But this should be sneaky close, I think. Matt Moore or Mahomes, uh, I'm going to go Chiefs in this one because their offensive weapons are just unbelievable. They have so much speed in that field. So, um, and the Titans secondary is all right, but I, I think that they'll go out and exploit them. And uh, Ryan Tannehill is terrible. He's not He's not giving you anything. He had a bad week last week, and I don't think uh, – and the Chiefs defense is improving with uh, Steve Spaggs, familiar face. Um, he's got yeah. them playing good right now with a couple injuries. So I think that the Chiefs will go into Tennessee and win big in this one. Um, yeah, I uh... – are you going to continue to ride that Mariota list? You, train? <laughs> you know how I am with this, man. Um, it, it, this, I, I hate that because, again, this is one of those games where, like, they're supposed to lose, so they probably will win. But I don't know. Mahomes back. I can't see the Chiefs dropping a six and four. If the Chiefs were home, I don't know. Maybe I would go against the Chiefs at this point because that's been a real problem. I'm going to go Chiefs. Okay. I'm going to go Chiefs. All right. And then a NFC South matchup 
as the one in seven Falcons go to the seven and one Saints. Uh, this should be really easy. Uh, Saints all day. Falcons are a disaster. This one's going to be a blowout, especially with Drew Brees, uh another week down from his injury. Uh, this offense is going to be explosive. I think Alvin Kamara is coming back as yeah. well. So, yeah, Falcons no chance in this one. Saints uh, win huge at home. Yeah, uh, you know, look, I, I think there's, especially this particular week, there's not a lot of no-brainer games. I think the the Saints game certainly is. The mm-hmm. love to see uh, Alvin Kamara actually um, make a contribution. He's been killing me all year in the fantasy. Um, so yeah. here here's hoping. But yes, I think Saints quite easily in this one. All right, and this next one's pretty tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Cardinals at Bucks. Uh, I, I've been struggling going back and forth on this game. Because I feel like Jameis Winston has finally decided that he likes Mike Evans again, so he's throwing him the football. Um, but Kyler Murray is, I mean, he's Kyler Murray. He's the number one overall pick for a reason, and he's had a solid year. Uh, it's tough. Uh, Bucks aren't necessarily too good at home, so I'm going the Cardinals to get it done on the road. I agree with you on this one. Um, if you look at the Bucks schedule, they actually they get up for the big games. They they beat the Rams on the road. Um, yeah. They sent the Seahawks to overtime last week, and then they beat the Panthers, who are still in the playoff hunt. But other than that, against all the other bad teams, they've they've lost and squandered it. And uh, not to say that the Cardinals are a terrible team. They had a rough start, but ever since then, they won three games in a row, and then they took the Niners right down to the wire on Thursday night. So I really like uh, what Kingsbury's doing with this offense. I think that they'll get it going. And uh, I think that they'll go into Tampa Bay and actually win this one uh, probably by two touchdowns around, I would say. Are you aware of the fact that Kyler Murray is the leading rusher this season for the Arizona Cardinals? Kenyon Drake looked uh, really good Thursday night, though. He He sure did. And they're going to need that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Bucs at home, I think they get it done. I love Kyler Murray. Like I, you know, he's been riding my fantasy bench all season. Got him one start. He did quite well. Gave me almost 30 points. But I feel like, I don't know, something's telling me the Bucks. I mean, uh, if the Bucks couldn't win on Ronde Barber Day. At, in yeah, camp. come on now. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. The second greatest Barber brother of all time. <laughs> yeah. How do you get up for that game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then the Dolphins coming off their first win of the season against the Jets. You smelling a winning streak? No, I had them down last week too, and then you guys. Well, did we convince you otherwise? Yeah, you did. I had the Dolphins down originally, and then you guys were like, whoa, and I was like, eh, all right, maybe they won't, but I should have kept it. Yeah, well, the Dolphins go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who right now Jacoby Brissett is listed as day-to-day after suffering a sprained MCL. So uh, we might see Hoyer, mm-hmm. but uh, regardless, uh, the Colts' defense is too good to let. The, I don't even know if the Dolphins will score anything but field goals, if that. And this isn't a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So. Oh, the kid that who just took over a running back, uh, Walton. You got suspended. It's suspended. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, four games. So you're you're down to like, I mean, it's this bad. 
Yeah. yeah. It's bad if you're the – who's running the ball for the Dolphins? Kalen Blog. Yeah. I don't even know. know. You, anybody want to take that? No, nah, I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah. So, yeah, Colts all the way at home, in the dome, get it done. After a tough tough loss on the road to the Steelers, um, yeah, I think that they'll bounce back. Hoyer or Brissett, I think that. Because Hoyer, aside from the pick six, uh, he looked actually pretty decent. And going against this Dolphins uh, secondary, I think he'll carve him up. I think that the Colts will win this game pretty easily at home. Indy finally let me down last week, but it wasn't Jacoby Brissett's fault, so I'm going to forgive them. Uh, and I agree. I, I definitely think uh, Hoyer looked all right, and I think mm-hmm. Hoyer is going to be enough to beat the Dolphins. All right. And then the Panthers go to Green Bay, go to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers, who just got upset by the Chargers. The Panthers, uh, Cam Newton is officially done for the season, placed on IR due to his foot. So they're full full in on Kyle Allen uh, because no one knows what's going to happen with Cam Newton after the season. So with all that being said, I mean – Packers going back at home after a tough loss against the Chargers. No way they lose this game. Packers, get it done. I think you you hit it on the nail. That was pretty much my reasoning, I think, after um, being uh, embarrassed, really, by the Chargers, a game that everyone expected the Packers to win easily after the Chargers struggle. Um, I think going home in Lambeau, tough place to play um, against a young quarterback in Kyle Allen, even though he's – even though his, his record says that he's good, if you look at his numbers, he, he's turning the ball, a lot of fumblers. Um, so I think that the Packers front with their good pass rush will get after him a lot in this game. And I think that, yeah, they'll bounce back this week, um, probably win by 7 or 10 at home. I think Carolina makes it a game. I think Carolina may even lead at points in this game. It won't be in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And it won't be at the end. But I think Carolina uh, is playing well. Uh, I, I think, you know, McCaffrey's really set himself apart mm-hmm. from everybody else in this league right now. He's a monster. I mean, he is, MVP candidate. He is a week-in and week-out guy. You know what you're going to get for him. Yep. If you had the first pick in your fantasy draft, hopefully you did the right thing and you picked him up because if you didn't, uh, you're probably kicking yourself right now. Um, all that said, though, I got the Packers winning this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then the Rams go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. This one should be interesting. Uh, Steelers have started to roll, started to get their their groove back um, as a team. But, uh, I mean, the Rams, you can say the same about the Rams after a shaky start. I, I think the Rams go in, get it done in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that this will be uh, a pretty good game. I think that the Steelers will probably hang around uh, up until the fourth quarter at home. But then I think the Rams will probably pull away. Um, Yeah, I think that the Rams will probably uh, win by a touchdown in Pittsburgh. I, too, will go with the team that's been rolling, the Rams. I feel like that, that I, I, you know, I think we've been waiting all season for these guys to get on track. It's getting late early. I think it's uh, this is going to be a pivotal week for them to turn things around. Uh, you know, pretty again, sure they're coming off a bye too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's a big difference between six and three and five and four. And the Rams seem more like a, a six and three than a five and four team. Yeah. And the Steelers seem very much a four and five team, not a five and four team. Uh, just obviously the way things have worked out this season. So I, I like the Rams on the road. 
A little uh, alliteration, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> then, after the win against our Giants, they host the Minnesota Vikings. This one's tough, but, I mean, anytime I can go against the Cowboys, I will. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook will have himself a day. Uh Still not sold on Kirk Cousins, but their defense will will help them get it done. And Minnesota goes into Dallas and takes a dub. Yeah, you got two teams uh, really going against their kryptonites here. Kirk Cousins, uh, primetime games, he's usually terrible. And Cowboys, after after beating bad teams and going to play good teams, they're usually terrible as well. So I'm going to lean advantage. Vikings this time, uh, I think that the Vikings will come out, they'll – Get success on the on the ground with Dalvin Cook, and then get uh, Diggs and Thielen involved. So I think that the Vikings will actually have a statement win here after um, the loss last week to the Chiefs. And I think that it's it's a classic case of the Cowboys. They'll they'll go beat a bad team the week before, unfortunately the Giants. But then coming uh coming into a primetime game Sunday night, I think that I think that it all falls apart, and that the Vikings will go into Dallas and win this one. Going to give a shout-out to my buddy uh, Mike Tipton down in El Paso, Texas. Uh, works for uh, the Fox Sports affiliate out that way. Nice. Um, I'll tell you what, Mike. There's no way your Cowboys are going to step up and win this football game. Uh, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head, literally, uh, that time. Uh, I feel like uh, when when the Cowboys are starting to ride high and I think they feel like it's happening again, and it's delusion is what it is, uh, I think they're going to get uh, a, a, a stark, cold reality slap to the skull this week by Kirk Cousins. And that should tell you all you need to know about the Cowboys. Yep. All right. And then the game of the week is this Monday night. It's a good the one. Seahawks go to San Fran to take on the undefeated 49ers. And after being waived by the Patriots, Josh Gordon passes a physical and uh, is available to play for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's already an MVP candidate. And you're throwing Josh Gordon in the mix. The other undefeated team was the Patriots, and they just went down. I think the other undefeated team is going down again. And the Seahawks get it done on the road. I'm also taking the Seahawks in uh, this one. I think that they're they're riding high right now, obviously on a good streak. Um, Russell, after five touchdowns last week, the the passing threat with Ty Lockett and DK Metcalf you, you mentioned now you add Josh Gordon to that I mean it's just going to be explosive especially with the them running the ball is pretty w- good too with uh, Chris Carson yeah so I think that uh, it's it's a big test for the Seahawks O line um, see how they handle the pressure from the 49ers front but I think that the Seahawks will go into uh, San Fran and that I think that they'll pull this one away I think that they win on a late field goal. I, uh, if anybody watched the game last week when they, uh, what a great comeback. Yeah. Russell Wilson uh, is my guy. He's been all year. I got him and Tyler Lockett on a fantasy team. Um, and, and it was a thing of beauty. I mean, these guys uh, put up almost 80 points combined. 
They're an unstoppable duo. You know, again, you bring Gordon into the mix. It's crazy. But I believe in the San Francisco 49ers. I think this team is the most disrespected, undefeated team at this point in the season in NFL history. Look it up. It'd be tough to prove, wouldn't it? (laughs) Anyway, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Niners win again. Lose next week. Yeah, this was a really tough one. Yeah, they're not going 16 and 0. This is a big game for them. I think it's easy to assume they're going to lose. They're playing really well right now. Yeah, Uh, you know the the fact Seattle had to to scrape to beat Tampa uh, tells me. Maybe they're maybe they're not up to the challenge, so we'll see. This is only game one. Would they'll play again before the regular yeah. season's over? But uh, the Broncos, Patriots, Eagles, Redskins, Texans, and Jags all on by. Uh, notable point of news for the Jags: Minshew Mania is officially over. As Big Richard Nick Foles <laughs> comes back off of his injury and will start next week. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Minshew Mania is done. It's all yeah. about Sad to see. Big Richard Nick. Yeah, for real. <laughs> all right. Now, let us talk some fantasy football. Uh top performers from week 9, the perfect lineup would have been Russell Wilson mm-hmm. he had 39 points. It was great. Mhm. Then at running back, Christian McCaffrey with 37. Kenyon Drake with 28. Wide receivers, Tyler Lockett had 40. And Mike Dog had 36. Then tight end, Zach Ertz had 25. Flex, both all three, Tyreek Hill, Marvin Jones Jr., and DK Metcalf each had 26 points. And for defenses, the Cowboys and the Steelers each had 19. Who is going to – who are you starting this week? Who's uh, helping your fantasy team out? My big matchup uh, for QB, I'm going my guy, Danny Dimes, against the Jets. Uh, they don't have a great pass rush, and their yeah. secondary isn't one of the best in the league. So I, I like the matchup this week. And after uh, another rough game having three turnovers, I think that he uh, – he protects the ball this week, and uh, he, he puts up a big number against the Jets. Running back, I like uh, Devin Singletary for the Bills. After coming off injury the past two weeks, uh, I think he got 20 carries last week. So his volume is uh, high right now. And going against the Browns run defense that has been shredded this season, I think that he's going to have a big game. Uh, wide receiver, Hollywood Brown for the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, had a quiet past couple weeks and uh going against this Bengals secondary one of the worst in the league with guys like bw webb who we know from last year um i think that he's gonna have a monster monster game and tight end i like hunter henry for the chargers ever since he came back from injury um he's been balling out i like the matchup with the raiders this week and um especially with the chargers starting to gain some momentum um starting to find themselves in that that playoff hunt for the wild card i like hunter henry this week just an update for everybody. Alvin Kamara is listed as questionable. Limited yeah. participation in practice today. That's a good sign. It looks like he might not play uh, a lot if he does play on Sunday. I think you're looking yeah. at uh, he and Murray probably splitting carries. So maybe this isn't the week uh, to have 
Kamara. I'm starting both of them in one of my leagues. So. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Um, I will be starting the duo of Tevin Coleman and Matt Bereda. Last week, I made the mistake of starting Coleman, uh, and I ended up sitting Bereda, mm. and he ended up getting all the carries, and he found his way into the end zone. I will not be denied again. Um, obviously, man, Russell and Lockett, they've been carrying my team all season. Um, I did I did uh, just pick up the Ravens defense. Mm. They have put up they didn't get off to a great start no, point wise. Yeah. They've scored thirty points the last two weeks combined. Yeah. So uh, and they've got a very favorable schedule coming up in the short term. Uh, so uh, certainly uh, uh, somebody need to consider they got Cincinnati this weekend. Uh, you yeah. got to feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've actually put up they put up quite a few uh, points against the Patriots. They scored twelve against the Patriots and eighteen against Seattle. That was their last two opponents. You got to feel good about that. Yeah. Uh, you know uh, they've been pretty tremendous. As far as uh, anything else, I don't know anything. I I was four and one in my fantasy league, and I'm five and four now. And I feel like uh, I give a lot of advice on here about what you should and shouldn't do, but I I'm a fraud. <laughs> Everything yeah. I've done has been an absolute failure. Fan- fantasy's tough. It's- Except for I yeah. picked up Dan Bailey uh, to make up for the fact that Aldrich Rojas mm. is a crappy kicker now. Yeah. Uh, and Bailey's hit uh, 13 out of 14 on the year. Uh, nice. And I think anytime you've got Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, field goals. Field yeah. goals happen. <laughs> Yeah, I had Rosas to start too, but um, I, I ended up picking up Zane Gonzalez. He's another kicker for the Cardinals, but uh, yeah. he's the position rank. He's second right now, and he averages nine point two. So if you if you're looking for a kicker, go uh, go find Zane Gonzalez. All right, yeah, for my for my waiver wire and who I expect to do good this week, Derek Carr against the Chargers. I understand that the Chargers uh, showed a little bit of life against the Packers, but uh, I I think Derek Carr will have a decent day. Uh, Kalen Ballage, uh, the mm. new Dolphins running back. If, if you're desperate, pick him up. Sit him on your bench. Uh, uh, worth a it, shot. Worth, yeah, worth something. Same thing if you are desperate for running backs. Kareem Hunt is eligible yeah. after his suspension. So uh, look for him. Him and uh, Nick Chubb might might start splitting carries and who knows. Might be a t- touchdown vulture for you. And then also, John Brown uh, for the Bills. He's been uh, – him and Cole Beasley have been solid uh, receivers for the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen's favorite target seems to be John Brown. So uh, that's a good one. And then this Zach Pascal kid just bursting onto the scene the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out he was available in one of my leagues, picked him up. Uh, and especially this week against the Dolphins should be easy mm-hmm. for the defense. Colts defense against the Dolphins, uh, they got one win, but they're still trying to lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and believe me, that plays into my picks too. Yeah. Everything about this does. All right, that's gonna be it for the show. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, you can like us on. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Uh, John about the G Men on Facebook to and there you can tune in live every five o'clock every wednesday when we go live you can catch us on facebook live as well as you can also follow us on twitter drawing about g-men as well as if you uh 
want to catch up on any podcasts, there's also the YouTube page, John About the G-Men, as well as clovercrestmedia.com. So take care, and we hope to see you next time.